Welcome to L Squared, a podcast with fresh Love Island content. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, America (laughs) voted for Lauren to go on the date with Connor and Kenzie can't take it. I hope this is the reaction you all wanted because this is what you're getting. Okay, so this episode starts out with the new bombshell, Lauren, arriving. She's been living in LA for several years and she's from the UK. And all of the boys are drooling over her. They're all sitting in the gym and they're watching her walk across the the villa and Johnny pretends to faint after looking at her butt. Like these guys are really losing their minds over this woman. And rightfully so. She's very attractive, but are looks enough. Johnny even went as far to say as they make them different in the UK. (laughs) So all of the guys were just gawking at Lauren and something Johnny said really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just when the girls feel the power switch, it's It's just like very dramatic. Like it's very obvious, bro. Yeah. And it's very unattractive to me. And all we're, all the guys are trying to do is make the girls feel more comfortable. Yeah. So in that little snippet, Johnny was talking to Carrington, and I just didn't like that he said the girls' insecurity was very unattractive to him, and that they were being very dramatic about the power switch. Hold up. <laughs> We just said on this podcast that all of the guys were drooling over Lauren. If you're in a relationship with somebody or you're trying to build a connection with somebody and a new girl that your guy doesn't know from anywhere walks in and he just starts drooling over her, I bet that would make even the most beautiful and confident women in the world like feel a little bit insecure and just in the slightest bit at the very minimum. So I understand what Johnny is saying, that the power switch is dramatic, but I feel like a lot of the girls handled it well, and they were right to feel a bit threatened because this is Love Island. It's a competition. This woman showed up to steal their men. And when the shoe was on the other foot and the guys had their opportunity to feel incredibly threatened, they were able to do that with grace. (laughs) We didn't hear any comments about the girls saying how the guys were being ridiculous. Let's not forget, Johnny was the first person to approach Moira after her date with Calvin to start asking her questions about her date. So... I just didn't really like that Johnny commented that the girl's behavior was unattractive because I feel it was warranted and the boys acted no differently when it was their turn to be in the hot seat. So Johnny is the prime person Lauren said that she would be after in her introduction video and she seems to be playing a bit coy while she's in the villa, not really telling anybody who she's going after, which is a good move on her part. And she later in the episode asks Johnny out on the date and um, 
when they're in the villa, she's having a little conversation with Johnny, and it seems like he's giving her some flirtatious eyes. As to whether or not he'll actually make a move toward her, I definitely think Lauren is going to have to grab Johnny with both hands because he is definitely in a secure relationship with Sally. And I also like that they haven't shown any scenes of Sally expressing any sort of insecurity. I love that our girl is so secure and confident in her relationship, and I think especially based on what we've heard from Johnny, that's something that really draws him to her. So this is really a good test for their relationships. And I'm just really glad that Sally has been putting on a strong, secure face. I'm still hoping something does occur in their relationship storyline on the show that ruffles one of their feathers because once again, they're coming across as a bit too perfect. I just like for them to, you know, have a moment on the show just a little bit for some character development. Other than that, we see a conversation between all of the guys in their dressing room of them talking about Lauren and specifically encouraging Connor to go for Lauren because the general consensus among the guys is Kenzie is being too insecure, controlling, and manipulative of Connor. They think probably based on what Connor has been saying to them, evidently, that he's trapped in the relationship with her. And now is his opportunity to explore some other options. And as far as now is Connor's opportunity to explore other options, they're right about that. As far as Mackenzie's behavior, you know, she does need to tone it down a little bit with her insecurity and, you know, I don't want to completely be against Mackenzie because I feel Connor isn't being honest with her at this stage because it's obvious that Connor's been voicing his true feelings to the guys about his relationship with Mackenzie, but he hasn't been sharing that with her. So I feel like her entire idea of their relationship is a bit diluted. And I think she feels that and it's contributing to her insecurity about their entire relationship. I think it's just because she doesn't know what's going on or what's true. So I feel like her feelings are validated just because Connor at this stage isn't really being completely honest with her. Like he's, he's really lovey-dovey to her face, but then when he gets around his friends, you know, he's saying stuff like, oh yeah, I'm really attracted to Lauren. I want to go for her. But then he's telling Mackenzie, oh, you know, I like you. I want to be with you. So he's doing a lot of flip-flopping. And with that being said, I think Mackenzie's insecurity is a bit warranted. So here's where things get funny. Lauren and Mackenzie are in the girls' dressing room and Mackenzie blurts out to Lauren that her and Connor are official. When did that conversation happen? Usually on the show, whenever anybody becomes official, like the guy does it in a special way. He asks the girl to be his girlfriend, or we at least get a scene of them having that conversation together. But we didn't get that with Mackenzie and Connor. So it seems like she lied. <laughs> and then later on, we see Lauren and Connor in the kitchen. And Lauren asks Connor about his relationship status with Mackenzie. And he feels the need to explain it. <laughs> I think it was a little bit good on Trey to talk to Connor about that after the fact and let him know, look, 
when a girl is your girlfriend, you don't hesitate to say, yeah, that's my girlfriend. But the fact that, you know, you had to say all of that just says that you didn't really agree to do that. You two aren't together. You just said that you were, or you're just going with the flow. So Connor is really coming across as very wishy-washy. He told Lauren that him and Mackenzie weren't official. That was just kind of something they talked about. But Mackenzie obviously thinks they're official. Connor is making a mess. And I just, I don't get why, because he's obviously capable of telling the truth, but he's just not telling Mackenzie, but it's making a bigger mess because she's finding out the truth through the people Connor is telling. So it's like, cut out the middleman here, just tell her and then you'll save a lot of hurt feelings. Next up, we have Lauren and Carrington. Lauren says Carrington is the best looking. <laughs> In that conversation, I think Carrington appreciated the ego stroke more than anything. I think Carrington is a loyal guy. And we saw that when he cried over Jeremiah leaving. I don't think he's someone who lets people go very easily. And I do think he's already started to form a connection with Kirsten. So I'm not really sure how far Lauren is going to get. But I also think Carrington wants to get the most out of his experience while he's there. So he's right not to completely shut himself off to getting to know Lauren. But we can already see he's struggling with his loyalty to Kirsten and he doesn't want to upset her. So that just lets you know how deep Kirsten's claws are in Carrington because <laughs> he's still caring about her. <laughs> I had to say that, but I didn't really have to. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I feel bad that Kirsten is stressed because she obviously really likes Carrington. And he was the only guy she strongly pursued on the island. I don't think she's checking for anybody else. I mean, we did see a little bit of flirtation during her date with Caleb, but I really think she sold on Carrington. So hopefully those two stay together. And I really appreciate that Carrington is looking for a real girlfriend and that he was specific about his language in saying that he's not looking for a villa girlfriend. He wants someone he can build a relationship with outside of the villa. And so far, he's the only guy who has he he's the only guy who has said that clearly in the confessional or in any conversations during this season. So I believe that Carrington thinks he has something with Kirsten. Okay, last up, we have the goss that we really care about and Justine dumped Trey. Now, I'm not surprised. And as a listener of this podcast, you shouldn't be surprised either because we knew that our queen was aiming higher from the beginning. We know that Justine only got with Trey temporarily and she was planning on upgrading later. I do think as a gracious queen, she did give him a chance, but it just wasn't snapping. And she had to let him know, hey, I've got another guy showing interest in me. His name is Caleb. And, you know, between you and I, we're still in the friend zone. We're still open. I'm not feeling it. And I just want to be honest with you. So now that there's a new girl here, if you want to pursue her, I highly suggest you do because I want the best for you, Trey. And that's pretty much what Justine said. So I respect her a lot for being honest with Trey. And I think she did the right thing by letting him go 
freeing herself up for Caleb because that's the new move. Stan Justine. So I just wanted to grab you because I know that like we are taking everything at our own pace and like taking everything slow, but I feel like at, at this point at our at our pace, like I don't know if it's like too slow now, like for waiting for something like real to spark, you know? But how do you feel? Um, I mean, I'm going at your pace, so. I know. Um, I'm not saying that there's nothing there with you. I'm the type of person who, like, I fall in love very quickly and very fast, which is why, which is why I also had to have this conversation with Trev because my feelings don't normally move this slow. Everyone deserves to find somebody in here, and so I just want the best for Trey. With Lauren coming in here, I want you to like take full advantage of her being here. Gotcha. I like Justine. I definitely do, and I feel like we will be going for the long run. And then for her to hit me with this curveball today felt like a slap in the face. So in that snippet, we heard Justine having the tough conversation with Trey that she just didn't feel a spark. And it's not that they don't have anything between each other, but it's just, it doesn't feel like enough for her um, to continue growing the relationship in the way that they were which is respectable. There are no problems there. But obviously, Trey was very hurt by Justine's rejection. And I'm beginning to think that Trey has a serious problem with rejection. I still believe that Trey felt humbled when Caitlyn rejected him and put him in the brother zone. I think that later on, he decided to settle for Justine because he thought she was the safe option and he needed to protect his own ego because I think... He believes he can have any woman, but the reality contrasted with the belief he had in his mind when someone rejected him. So I think when he got into the relationship with Justine, he wasn't just hurt that he rejected that she rejected him. I think he was also offended that she rejected him because in his mind, I think he always thought that he was better than Justine to some degree. I think that he felt like he could get a more attractive girl, but he chose the less attractive girl who was more willing to stay loyal. And now that it seems like she's not going to be loyal, it's just really hurting his feelings. So I do feel bad because I do think Trey's feelings are genuine. He is a person and he's obviously very hurt in the snippet we heard and when we were watching the show. But at the same time, I think he has the wrong perspective about his relationship with Justine. Um, we also heard him say that out of respect for Justine, he's not going to pursue Lauren, which is understandable because he's trying to focus all in on Justine. And I think he also realizes the theme in the villa is to get into a relationship with someone that's going to last long term. And that was the main reason he chose her, because he thought they could 
make it through to the long run. Let's not forget that Trey said in his intro that he's a competitor. He likes to win. And I think he saw himself winning the competition with Justine. And that wasn't a wrong thought. That's how you want to be thinking about Love Island. You want to get that bag. So I also feel like Trey shouldn't be applying his standard about respect to Justine because she did respect him by letting him know that she's not feeling the relationship and, you know, she wants him to open his options. And in return, of course, she's going to open her options to other people. So I don't really think Justine was disrespectful to Trey by rejecting him. I think she did it in a polite way and she obviously didn't want to hurt his feelings, but she had to rip the band-aid sooner than later. I also noticed during the clip when Lauren got the text for the date that Trey was smiling at her pretty big. I think he wanted Lauren to pick her, pick him for the date. Um, she didn't. And I think that disappointed him. That was another rejection. So yeah, I think Trey understands where Justine is coming from. And I think he's disappointed that it's not going to work out. And I just think his ego is getting really beat up in that villa. But hopefully he just keeps it moving because Trey, it ain't snapping. Our queen is gone. Like she's on to the next one. And you should try to make your own way in the villa because Justine is done making you relevant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now it's that time in the show where we mention our tweets. At Thick and Juicy says, slap me silly and call me crazy. I just felt bad for Trey. Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> in that conversation, Trey looked like he was about to cry or he was trying not to cry. So, yikes. Uh, I don't really... It's sad because Trey realizes nobody's checking for him. When he lost his first girl, Sally, I mean, Sally didn't put up a fight for him. She, you know, kind of just went to whatever guy she was with at the time. And it, it just ended up working out with Johnny. You know, Sally, she's just go with the flow. But no one has pursued Trey and everybody Trey has pursued has rejected him. So yeah, his ego is getting really beat up. And let's not forget, he's also a college athlete. So he has a good reputation with girls and getting girls. And, you know, he has that confidence of, yeah, yeah, the ladies like me. And now he's in this environment where no one seems to want him. So, yeah, I do feel a little bit bad for him. But at the same time, it's Love Island and nobody was jerking him around. Everybody kept it real. At Maya Munoz says, for once, I'm kind of upset at Justine, just a little. Like, Trey seems like he's kind of changing a little bit. No, I think Trey is the same guy. I just think his feelings are getting more and more hurt. Like, he's just getting more and more down on himself, and no one's stroking his ego right now. But Trey is the same. So, yeah, as far as the tweets go about him, I don't think that's enough to, you know, describe or condemn his character, but I still think he has his preferences um, for, I think it was like white women or Puerto Rican women. I don't think he prefers like black women when it comes to attraction. Um, so, I mean, I'm not holding that against him, but I still think that Trey is the same guy and his experience in the villa is just very unique. 
Someone else says, Connor just said, it's a sense of relief to escape. Mackenzie, this man hates you. Let him go. <laughs> I won't say Connor hates Mackenzie, but I definitely think the emotional stress is starting to get to him. But at the same time, I don't really feel bad for Connor because he built his house. He's just living in it now. At It's Whitney says, Justine, you wasn't supposed to give Trey the boot until after someone better came in. Play the game, sis. Yeah, Justine definitely took a risk. I mean, just last episode, Caleb was saying that he was open to getting to know her, but we haven't seen any more conversations between Justine and Caleb. So as far as we know, that's not progressing. Um, we have hardly seen Caleb at all. We haven't even really seen him with Rachel. So I'm just gonna trust our queen knows what she's doing. Her upgrade is in the making and our girl has power. So if she's ditching Trey for Caleb, I just know Caleb is gonna fall under her influence and our girl is gonna win, period. So someone else says, do they hate me? <laughs> No, Kenz, we just love drama. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely felt bad that Kenzie was so upset about Connor getting picked for the date, but you, I hope she understands when she gets out that we're just voting in favor of what's going to be most entertaining to us. Like we're not trying to, you know, hurt anybody. But yeah, a lot of people were tripping out on Twitter about how Mackenzie reacted. Now it's time for our couple power rankings. They're a little bit wonky after this episode because we had a breakup and we have two relationships that we haven't gotten a lot of information on yet. But one thing is for sure, Johnny and Sally are still at the top. They're still going strong for reasons we've stated in previous episodes. Next, as our beta couple, I'm going to go ahead and list Calvin and Moira. Calvin is a newbie, but those two haven't had any drama and it seems like they're going well. So let's just think for now that they're quietly growing stronger and stronger. After them, I put Carrington and Kirsten. It seems like Car Carrington's head is turning, but I'm very confident that Carrington is going to stay with Kirsten because in his conversations with Johnny, he's expressed that he still feels loyalty to Kirsten. So I think this is just an obstacle their relationship has to overcome. Connor and Mackenzie are fourth on my ranking because technically they're still together. And Connor still feels some allegiance to Mackenzie, especially because he still feels the need to spare her feelings. After that, I have Caleb and Rachel because we hardly have any information about their relationship. We just know they're coupled up. We've hardly seen them together. So we're just assuming they're in a relationship and they're not friends. They're trying to get to know each other, but we just don't have much information on them, honestly. And then sadly, last on the list still, we have Trey and Justine, but it's for a different reason, which is that they broke up. So these two are the single people in the house. And lastly, off the list, we have Lauren as the bombshell. So if there's a coupling up, I'm going to have to predict that Lauren is going to couple up with Trey because Trey is the only single guy and 
Yeah, no one else is checking for him. I mean, if the guys choose, I would think Trey would go for Lauren. Um, honestly, I think if Connor, Connor is kind of a, you know, a toss up in the air because he can't be honest with Mackenzie. So I think if he were to choose, he would choose her just because he's so adamant about not spare about sparing her feelings. But I also think I wouldn't put it past him to choose Lauren, you know, out of nowhere just to escape Mackenzie. I, I don't think I don't think he's at that point though. So I'm just gonna play it on the safe side and say if the guys are picking, Connor's gonna pick Mackenzie and Trey would be left to pick Lauren. And like I said, Justine is going for Caleb. Caleb is Justine's. So that leaves Rachel out to dry. Our diversity percentage at this moment is 54%. Seven out of the 13 Islanders are people of color. We're going to be releasing some podcast episodes and blog posts about colorism and masculinity. If you'd like to submit a topic, you can contact us on our social platforms. Stay tuned. Thank you to everyone who participated in the group chat. It was a lot of fun watching the episode with you all. Keep up with us at Lonely Loquate on Instagram and Twitter. DM us if you'd like to be featured on the show. We love responding to listeners' comments. We'll be back tomorrow night with more fresh Love Island content.